it's Destiny. Welcome back. Today we're reading Bella and the Wondering House. It's by Meg McKinley. One morning, Bella woke up to something strange. It wasn't her breakfast, which was muesli with banana. It wasn't Dad, who was flicking wildly through the newspaper as if speed reading was an Olympic sport and he was going for the gold medal. It wasn't Mum, who was rushing out with the car keys in one hand and a piece of toast in the other, muttering, I'm late, I'm late, as if she was the white rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Those things might be strange to you, but they were not strange to Bella. For Bella, they were every morning things. So when she had finished her muesli with banana and the Olympic newspaper reading and white rabbit muttering had stopped, she grabbed her school bag and headed out the door with mom and dad. They, the same as every other day, out the door, down the path, into the car, off to school. But when Bella stopped off at the veranda, she stopped because her feet were not on the path. They were on the grass and in the flower bed that ran alongside it. That's strange. She pointed at her feet. Look, Mum. Bella, Mum frowned. You're trampling on my violets. Sorry. Bella lifted her foot. The She hopped onto the path and looked back at the house. And as she did, a shiver prickled her skin because what she saw made no sense. The front steps ran down the veranda, the way that they always had, the way that they must. But where they should have met the path, the way that they always had, the way that they must, they didn't. Instead, things were crooked. It was as if the world had shifted sideways, just a little, in a quiet sort of way. A way that you wouldn't notice if you were rushing off to work, jangling keys, but only if you were paying a certain kind of attention. Come on, Bella, Dad said as he climbed into the car and started the engine. But the path, Bella said, it's crooked, see? Crooked, Dad frowned. It's like something moved in the night. What could... Moved, Mom laughed. Oh, Bella, what a wild imagination you have. She hurried Bella into the car. Come on, we're going to be late. Bella stared back at the house. Everything else seemed to be in the right place. The cubby house, the trampoline, the washing line, where a row of shirts just fluttered in the breeze like colorful flags. High above, Bella's curtains flapped in her window, almost as if they were waving at her. She smiled. No matter how she was feeling, looking at her funny round window, has always made her happy. Partly it was because it made her think about Granddad, the way he had insisted on helping her build her little upstairs bedroom, the way he picked up his hammer with a twinkle in his eye and said, what a girl needs here is a perfectly round window. And also partly because she loved its cozy shape. Granddad had made the frame wide, like a bench, so that she could sit in it with her back curving neatly against the smooth sweep of the wood. The window was her special spot for reading and dreaming. 
There was just enough sun and just enough shade, and she loved the way the leaves from the twisty gum tree dappled the light into curious patterns across the floor. As Bella thought about this, she caught her breath, because there were no leaves in the window now. The branch that should have stretched across the corner stopped at the edge of the frame. Something has moved, she said. Look! Dad caught Bella's eye in the rearview mirror. He smiled and shook his head. Oh, Bella, you're such a dreamer. Bella bit her lip. Mom and Dad were always saying things like that. And even though they smiled when they did it, they sighed too. As if it would be better if she got on with things that mattered, like eating her museli and remembering her library bag and getting out of the door on time. Granddad called Bella a dreamer, too, but it was different when he said it. He spoke softly, as if he liked the feel of the words on his tongue, as if he was happy to let them sit there, and he didn't want to turn them into something else, something quick and sensible. My little dreamer. Oh, she said, because hearing Granddad's voice in her head had reminded her that today was Tuesday, and that meant something special. It meant that instead of getting picked up from school, Bella would walk to Granddad's house and spend the afternoon there. It meant that she got to sit at the table in his little backyard and eat crackers and fruit and a sticky pastry in a paper bag from the shop around the corner. She got to watch him potter about at his workbench, whittling or sanding a piece of wood, fiddling with a spring or a little funny mirror for his latest project. It meant today that it was going to be the best day possible to have woken up to something strange because Granddad loved strange. He wouldn't sigh and click his tongue and hurry Bella from what she was doing to somewhere else. He would sit at the table and listen. He would lick his sticky fingers and nod. Who knows? Maybe he might even have an idea. All right, that's the end of this chapter. Come back tomorrow for the second chapter. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.